0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Today, my guest wears spandex and posts up on Instagram just for a laugh. We'll find out why in just a bit. Welcome back. <laughs> you guys doing? I'm pretty sure you guys are still stuck at home. If you're not stuck at home, what the heck are you doing out, man? Yeah, just like a couple of days ago, I was reading an article about someone who basically got gonna saman because they brought their mums to go and do groceries and uh, kind of backfired when she was complaining about the compounds because people said that, hey, you know what? SOP says that you need to go out alone. So you know what? As long as we do our part, hopefully everything will get better, okay? Today, my guest. Um, you know what? I've been following this guy on Instagram. I think it's hella funny. Sometimes the things he does... He gets away with it because uh, he's got an amazing body. I wish I had that amazing body. Um, but uh, the, 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 the 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 story of how I got to know this guy obviously is through a friend uh, who used to be uh, you know in the radio industry. Her name is Magdalene Wong. She was on the show before. This is Magdalene's boyfriend, ladies and gentlemen. We have Jabroshev, A.K.A. Joseph Lee And the show was up.
1: Hey guys, what's up? How are you, man?
0: I- I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh. I'm hanging in there.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> like we all are.
0: Yeah. Oh I'm, my God. When you have a, uh, you know, when you have a two-year-old kid at home trying to ask you a million and one questions, mommy, where do babies come from? You know what I mean? Mommy, what's sex? are <laughs> the best questions, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think okay lah. everything is, is is okay so far. I know like this mm. year has been some sort of like, a, you know, everybody, when you go online these days, right? do you realize that mm. everything is like kind of like a downer? Everybody's like angry. It's always like a lot of people posting angry stuff. There's nothing
1: fun online anymore. Exactly, man. Going through your stories and stuff like that, bro. It's just like cases after cases. Uh, am I allowed to say police and uh and the stuff they they do? Yeah, oh, yeah. I well, you know they are. About, they, know.
0: apparently there are certain stories about that. But we want to, we wouldn't want to get into that because I I scared <laughs> later the police come and bring us out go makan you know, and <laughs> and you know and stuff like that you know. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's, it's, but yeah, it's 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 really some crazy times that's happening out uh, that that's going on out there, and um, it it I, look, man, when when people keep saying that, don't worry, it'll get better, don't worry, it'll get better, it, it comes, it it's it's starting to sound like a broken record because everybody tends
1: to always want to ask, when is it gonna get better? You know, we've been like on the lockdown this is probably the longest one yet not the longest one I think the first one was a little bit longer like three months I think yeah but yeah this is the this is the most depressing one yet because again bro one month but the cases are increasing mm-hmm. daily Yeah, daily we see five six thousand today it was seven thousand you know yeah I can understand the depression it is so depressing <sighs> sometimes yeah but you know just rewind a back a bit you
0: know uh, for, for the benefit of our listeners who are tuning in today and you know I, I look jo- I know Joseph for I've, I've known Joseph for a while actually to be honest how I know about Joseph is okay obviously I knew that you were dating Magdalene Wong mm, D the Magdalene Wong D so. Magdalene Wong you know <laughs> who, who was a radio announcer of fly and then uh, I and then somehow or rather uh, I, I had to go way back even before you started dating Magdalene Wong because apparently he used to intern in Universal Music I, yes,
1: ex- you know what? I actually met, Pho- I don't know where you know Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you probably, probably know Phoebe, right? Oh my God. It's Brandon's yeah. wife anyway. But like I, around that time when I was interning there, I was already with Maggie. Oh, you're already so, with Maggie. So yeah. Yes. Because like my wife
0: knew who you were and I, for me it's like, oh, infinity complex bastard. This fella, them tall, got a nice body. And right. then after she said, like, yeah, this is my intern quite a good looking one. And I looked at him like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so that's, that's, that's how I know Joseph. Was Michelle in when I was interning? No, you, no, so, no, you no, 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 you no. weren't. I
0: mean, like, but we still kept in touch with some of our friends who worked in Universal Music mm, at that mm, point mm, in time, mm, mm. So, and uh, uh, a lot of the girls over there uh, used to talk a lot about you. <laughs> so that's how I got to know about the the name Joseph. It's not shit. it's not shit.
1: Shit about me, Mini. Well, if you're hearing this, Mini, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs>
0: most of the time they want to do things to you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm lying. Playing <laughs> <laughs> Tetris. <Yeah. laughs> and and I think that's how that's how I was introduced to you. And it's all the time kind of knowing you from afar. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, I've always known you as Magdalene's boyfriend. Magdalene who works on radio and she has a boyfriend and her boyfriend is Joseph. And like, you know, um, and, and and what the, in in the initial stage, yes, you're 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 Lee's boyfriend. But after a while, you know, you started doing stuff on your own, and you started becoming like you know, you're posting some really really weird stuff on Instagram. That sometimes I'm like, <laughs> man, this guy's freaking funny. And 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 what caught my attention one day, and the reason why I kind of like, oh, okay, I I kind of want to know more about Joseph. And uh, it was when you actually spoke about how you use uh comedy as some sort of like a defense mechanism for yourself.
1: Yeah, man. It's sad and like funny at the same time. But but yes, I I use humor a lot um, to, to basically shield myself and not to say out the bad, not not the bad things, but my dark past, if you what? can see. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay the thing is, is, this is not
0: not something new. Like. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people, mm, you've no, heard the- a lot of celebrities say that, you know, I use... Um, I use like humor to kind of like, it's like a self coping mechanism, uh, that kind of thing. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm. How did you meet Maggie? I'm just very curious.
1: Oh my God, Maggie. Uh, Do you want the long story or do we have time? Do we have time to- uh, This is a a podcast. We have a lot of time to waste. We are stuck at home. Please (laughs) tell me how. So, six years ago, I remember downloading uh, Tinder. Okay, let's not call it Tinder. Let's call it a social media app, okay, where you meet people and stuff. At that time, this social media app uh, wasn't as trashy as it is today because I hear a lot of trashy stories today. I thought
0: thought Tinder started off trashy, then uh, in the long run became a little bit more legit. You mean it's like trashier now? No, it's trashier now, dude. Oh I, I
1: hear a lot of trashy stories about like, about, like, you know what? Let's not get into that right now. But, like, <laughs> like how, what, how, okay.
0: Yeah, because, like, yeah. I've always, mm. because as, as long as I've known Tinder,
1: right, it's always been mm. like a hookup app kind of thing. Oh, not before, though. I met a lot of decent people. I I, I don't want to say it out loud because Maggie's actually in the kitchen right now. So
0: it's okay. She'll listen
1: to this podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, but I met a lot of people yeah. through uh, Tinder who are friends today. Oh wow. So so I used to, I mean, like it's not a hookup app. You can you can make it into a hookup app. You can define it as a hookup app if you go in the app, you know, to find a hookup. But like for me, I was finding a relationship. I know it sounds super, 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 super corny, but like, yes, I go on Tinder to find a really I, I found a relationship. Okay. So mm-hmm. Maggie and I uh we actually matched each other six years ago. I think oh, wow. around this time as well. Yeah, man, six years. It's been six years, but um, the day we swiped and the day we matched that night itself was uh, Mark Odie's housewarming party and we didn't know and we went to the housewarming party and then I saw this girl and I'm like oh my god this girl looks awfully familiar because she came late you know <laughs> 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 but so I looked at this girl for a while I'm like is this Maggie I mean uh-huh. Something like Maggie and all turns out yeah when uh, the photos she posted on uh Tinder I mean yeah. the social media app was photos of her during her miss Universe days oh now my again God. like <laughs> no no body shaming or whatever okay I okay. still fell in love with her yeah but you know like when I looked at her like like the day like 6 years ago bro she she gained weight she she didn't look at the photos oh, so man. basically from then on I concluded fuck I got catfished man, <laughs> man. <laughs> Like I was sad And angry At the same time I'm like Oh my god Joseph Like you got catfished You know The photos do not look like This girl who is standing In front of you Six years ago obviously Oh man So the whole time I was so angry and like, I didn't want to talk to her And stuff like that but, And then The night When the night ended We made friends became friends And stuff like that Yeah. Um, I unmatched her on Tinder Oh my <laughs> god You bastard <laughs> <laughs> But okay Okay do you think Did you think Okay I'm pretty sure You, could, you guys
0: went to A mutual friends party Okay mm-hmm. and Before that You guys kind of matched on tinder
1: i'm pretty damn sure she also knew it was you right i think she did she she looked a bit confused at first yeah and she didn't know as well because like, again like the day you match and the night itself you you guys bump into each other i mean it's, it's that's so convenient right it's and fate, so she dude. looked a bit shocked and stuff like that i was angry i was just like
0: <laughs> I, I okay look I know that she posted a, a, a pretty nice picture of herself you know everybody wants a good picture I, I I doubt that you posted a nice picture you probably posted something that damn ugly Co- considering that you basically you know wear spandex and freaking <laughs>
1: yank the spandex came the spandex came again uh, on the 11th, 11th sale on Lazada okay? <laughs> it was like a 50% off and I thought you know what why the hell not I get to be John Mayhew and stuff like that but oh my god uh, <laughs> <laughs> um at that time, I didn't really had the confidence. I, I I was actually really shy when it comes to girls. Yeah, here's the thing. That's why that's why I wanted to ask that question. Here,
0: here I there I was, um, knowing you from uh, a distance, obviously I knew you from, <laughs> because of my my wife's colleagues who were talking about you. Yeah, this tall guy. So he's like like this. See, like I'm a I'm a gen- I'm generally a tall guy. All right, and most you of the time tall. I go out. All right, I'll always have friends who are shorter than me. I've always been used to that for the longest time. Okay? And they used to make fun of my height. And the what first time I man. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're the first person where I saw shit, this guy's actually taller than me. Damn it, I feel threatened right now.
1: <laughs> I think we're the same we're the same height, man. No, wait, no, no dude, you're freaking wait you're way taller than me. Y-
0: and okay. y- what how tall are you again? I'm Sorry, one eight one.
1: Okay, I'm 190. Sorry, man.
0: Yeah, see, 9cm is. But it's not. You know?
1: it that far apart, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble brag, bastard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here I am asking you the question because you just mentioned that you know you never had the confidence, and here I am I don't. ask. Okay, you obviously wouldn't have known this, or either that you knew but you just didn't want to accept or or like admit to it. So you had like uh, other girls talking about you, saying, "Oh, he's tall, very handsome, and he's very funny and stuff like that." You have people talking about you, but yet you yourself are. Not you. Don't, you don't have that self confidence in you. And you know what's the thing? When people always see people who are tall, handsome, good looking, right? The person that will judge this person automatically. Ah, oh, this fellow, confirm get all the girls one now. You know what I mean? Uh he's very smooth with the ladies. Either that, or he's mm. a player, or he's a rich rich man's son. that kind of thing. Look at his skin, so fair. You fit all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but here you are. <laughs> but here you are telling me that you're not confident. Why was that though? Were you rejected before by a girl?
1: Uh believe it or not. Um. I actually don't. I only had like, before Maggie, I only had like four to five, I think. Four. four, Mag, four Maggie four. had a lot more than me.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. We're not, we're not going <laughs> to spill the tea on Magdalene. <laughs> <but,
1: laughs> I was like, about her today, all right? God, Maggie, <laughs> shit, every time. It was so but, funny. Um, it was
0: so funny that you mentioned like four to five. For me, it's like, oh, oh, oh that's, that's, that's not bad. I, I had three. And then I'll tell like, so, Magdalene's come
1: Maggie had like, <clears throat> um,
0: yeah yeah more than four and five more than four <laughs> five.
1: yeah sorry go on go on but but yeah going back to uh, the confidence thing um i don't know i just never had the confidence to talk to i think i have really bad social skills man mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like 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 you know holding a conversation and stuff like that back then oh my god it was horrendous so i mean like so when you know that like you have really bad like 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 social skills right away your game for girls to pick up girls Cannot, bro. Really, I would get so awkward, like to the point where like I might even pee in my pants, bro. <laughs> are you the type that <laughs> are you the th- are you the
0: type uh, of guy, right? That you will try and find out whether the girl likes you first, then only you will make a move. Like you know, for like a seventy percent, you know, there's a seventy percent chance that this girl confirmed likes you already. Only then you'll be like, hey, girl, um, I, 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 uh, do you like anybody uh, currently? <laughs> 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 and, and
1: still don't even like that. Are you that kind of guy? Let me think, ah. Uh let me just uh, go through all my access right now and uh, uh, let me give you a definite answer. I think so. Really? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I would talk to the girl first and then like, I wouldn't dare to make the first move until she said, hey, you know, like, I kind of like you. You want to go out like on a date? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. You know what? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You, you know why? Because I'm like that too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, my friends, my guy friends uh, who are those like, really like player, player, like they're damn ugly. So, but God damn lot girlfriend type. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> they will be, the, they will be the butt of the conversation with your other friends. Like, ah, that guy, right? I don't understand. He's so damn ugly, but yeah, he still get a lot of girls. I don't understand. You know, he'll be, he th- he. <laughs> they'll be like, they'll be like, Teaching you all the stuff, yeah. You know what, you gotta make the first move. Girls like the guys who are aggressive, you know, girls don't like pussies and stuff like that. And <laughs> here I am waiting for the green light from the girl, you know, before I <laughs> before I'm, that's how it is, dude. It's like um I know I, I know how you feel, man. Like for my current wife, my current wife, Chewa, like as if I had previous wives before. Like Michelle, <laughs> sorry, let me rephrase that. Currently, Michelle, right? I won't lie. I I, I love I was okay. Lah, I was talking to her, but I never talked to her in person. I hardly talked to her in person. I talked to her more on Facebook Messenger last time before there was Instagram, lah. okay? Before there was Twitter. Wait, how, wait, how do you guys meet again? Okay, so I used to work in radio, right? Che hmm. wah, same like Maglin Wong um, <laughs> And, uh, hey Maggie, well, I mean, I've told the story before, but Maglin used to come over to Hits, uh, my studio. I'm not sure whether I've trained her before. I think there were like some instances where she sat in on my show and I trained her a little bit. Um, so. I used to work in radio and michelle my wife used to work in universal music so uh the whole idea for universal music is to sell music right they are the ones who are uh, in charge of marketing people like justin bieber lady gaga and stuff like that so her job is to come to the radio stations to to furnish us with songs whether it's a good or a bad song they need to make sure that we play it on air and um mm. i think i met her uh, on the day where Uh, her colleagues were bringing her showing her around like hey this is fresh meat (laughs) she just joined (laughs) (laughs) was that her first day Yeah, I think that was like maybe her first week or first day so they were going to all the different different radio stations like you know Fly FM Hits FM and um, introducing her to everyone who who were who who made this uh, introducing her to all the program managers the people who were in charge of putting music up on radio stations to make you listen to it over and over again then I saw her and I met her and I was like, "Dang, this girl's hot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then for me, it was like I was trying like really hard. Hey, maybe <clears throat> you get a number the first day. No, I did not. It's like, dude, <laughs> the, the way I got her number was damn cheating, lah. Okay, uh, it's like okay. So I was I was trying to pull a hey, maybe she listens to hits.fm and maybe she knows I'm a radio DJ, you know? <laughs> so I tried try to like slip in that and she's like, oh, I just got back from uh, Australia. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> she, she doesn't know about me. She hasn't heard my show. So that's there. It was like a, a fresh start. But, but but back then I was already, I was kind of like already dating someone. Uh, how I got her number was cheating. It's like I was sent on assignment to interview uh, an artist and she was the contact point and I had to be given her number Oh yeah, it's
1: still it still work, and you know, yeah, game it is, at the yeah, time, man. But still. the f-
0: but the funny thing was, okay, cool, she's she's hot, all right, okay. For for the rec, I mean, like because she's gonna listen to this podcast, she's still hot, by the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so when I first saw her, obviously she's very attractive. The first thing that went through my mind was, this type of girl will never date a guy like me. And like, I I don't know. It's like it's just straight away, like in that sense, I think like I've never really had like a, I've never really had like a very stable relationship until, not stable relationship, so successful relationship until I was like form five. Uh, And that was a nightmare too, because that girl was literally just two timing me. I was like a security blanket. If she couldn't make it with this guy, she would just come back to me for like, you know, for 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 uh for like, you know, uh, emotional support while she kind of finds her next guy, yeah. Yes. So, I think because of that, I was like a little hesitant in like, you know, some guys would tell you, hey, if you like the girl, just go out to her and tell her la, tell her. like, hey, you want to go for lunch? Because mm. I knew for a fact that in my office, a shit ton of guys were like messaging her and asking her to go out and, and whatever like that mm. and, and whatever not, you know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. funny because like, I started talking to her on Facebook and uh, but then again I had a girlfriend then so I didn't really have that conversation so then my girlfriend my ex then uh, like you know I had problems with her the minute I dumped her we're like hey (laughs) 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 yeah and it wasn't until like maybe a year and a half to two years only did we kind of like go out but like Ah, uh, so sad. She made the first move. I didn't make the first move. She she kind of was really obvious telling me that she likes me. And then I'm like, I didn't even even the fact that she told me she it was she made it quite mm-hmm. obvious that she was interested. I didn't even do anything. And then probably she was like, oh, I, uh, yeah, this is like this is better than loser lah. So I think she probably like decided to like you know, make a make her move just to find out whether I really like her or not just to satisfy her curiosity. And and hey bro, so,
1: I'm as sad as you, bro.
0: Yeah. And then after that, I'll be the, like, the surprise, about, I like sorry, you. Sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the thing about Tinder is that uh you will know when the person likes you because the person has to swipe right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when I matched Maggie, immediately I'm like, ah, oh, okay, she thinks I'm attractive. Okay, dressed up, it's game time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you see
0: you have you have that. You know what I mean? I don't have that. It's more of like a oh. you know, you know how high school, right? When you like a girl. It's damn hard, you know, when there was no internet, you had to basically, you had to make friends with her friends. And then, and then you think that the girl that you like will draw Mahal, her damn friends will draw Mahal to you first. (laughs) Huh? You like her? You want to know whether she like you? uh? Oh, I don't know more. You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. so, So that's, that's how it was. Uh, so that's why that's why like for me for you to tell me that you you're uh, you're not confident around girls it's it's surprising because like hey look at you, you have six packs, um, you know I've been trying that for thirty years and I've never ever <laughs> achieved to get any packs but you know, <laughs> yeah and
1: and We're I going think gym, bro.
0: yeah I think like a Out lot of people by the way yeah <laughs> a lot a lot a lot of people tend to look up to you and 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 you know like wanna be you your physique and stuff like that so okay. How long did it take you to actually go or go
1: out on a date with Maggie? Mm, so again, continuing the story. Uh, actually, I can actually hear myself.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All
1: right. So going back to the story again. Um. We didn't talk for a month, bro. A okay. month or two months, bro. That's the thing. After I uh, unmatched her, she just we just didn't like contact until one day when my mutual friend and her mutual friend uh, yep. decided to go on a date. So they didn't want to go alone. Uh, she brought Maggie, and my friend brought me. All right. And then we met each other, and like, oh my god, is this girl? Oh my catfished god, catfished me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ruined my entire night, God. So, but anyway, <laughs> but but we hit off. I mean, we started like 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 connecting on a more personal level because at that time it was a party, right? So mm-hmm. we didn't get to like like sit down and talk to each other. Um, after that that double date. Uh, we went out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, same couple again. It was them and then us. But uh, we were supposed to uh, volunteer at a soup kitchen. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Kachara, I think or Kachara, Kachara, think yeah, Kachara. Some, yeah, Kachara soup kitchen. Yeah, Kacharas. Yeah. So uh, our friends uh, basically they abandoned us. Uh, they had something on. They yeah. wanted to go by themselves. I don't know what the hell was that. Uh-huh. But we decided to go along the plan. Uh, we volunteered and stuff like that, and. I get super turned on for some reason when when girls they they show like attributes of themselves being selfless and stuff like that so when I saw Maggie like giving out like food to people I'm like wow this girl not oh, her profile girl. picture <laughs> not her profile picture at but all, her but selflessness like, I, but her selflessness her personality really caught my attention and wow. then right after volunteering I asked her hey do you wanna do you wanna grab like like supper and then we just, Sat down in the mama back in the days where you know you could sit down in my mama for like until 2 a.m. So we sat down like the 2 a.m. Just talking.
0: And that's the best. Those those are the best dates, right? That you don't have to spend a yeah. lot of money. Try to freaking buy her a damn expensive dinner to show that you're damn bloody rich and successful, See,
1: I, bro. I was still studying at that time, some you know. Bro.
0: You know, you know when, uh, I, you when know, I when man. I when I when I first started uh, dating Michelle, I was earning less than her. and She was doing so much better. But most of our dates, right? I mean, yeah, we did go have Nando's, Tewa Nando's was a luxury, you know, for us <laughs> back then. Yeah, but still is, bro. We would go to China and such, at like, two after she finishes work. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like she has an event because she does music, right? So she's got like music events. It's so, like 2 a.m. W- we would just text each other and we will go to like Chennai and such. And then just sit there and then she shafts until like 4 a.m. and just oh, have conversation. Nice, yeah, it's like that is like the typical Malaysian date that is damn awesome. That like you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about what's the agenda. You just go there, chit, uh, sit down, chit chat, and get to really know whether this person is interesting or not. Lah, you know what I mean? If you guys can mm-hmm. sit down there for like five hours. Yeah, that's freaking awesome, dude. It's like, whoa. Yeah, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you know, I I want to know more about you because I feel like uh, uh everybody listening uh like you know, if you follow Joe Jabrosov on Instagram, mm. he's, he's called Jabrosov, by the way. <laughs> yeah, such a manly name. Um he posts a lot of funny videos. You you, you are do. a part of uh, a lot of things. I have used you for films that that I produce and stuff like that. I think uh initially, you know, when you were studying and you you entered in the music uh industry, and then you came out, do you have a really clear thought of mind or what you wanted to do? Because I know that you have a gym, right? Can you talk mm-hmm. can, can you talk to us a little bit more about the, the, the Motion Lab gym that you're running?
1: Okay, so Motion Lab is a gym again, mm-hmm. uh, but we run a little bit different compared to other gyms because other gyms have different goals and stuff like that. And most of the gyms here, their goals are to build your body, you know, to to lose weight and stuff like that but we focus a lot more on movements on mm-hmm. uh, your joint health and stuff like that so it's very different and what we can do is uh, you know how other gyms and stuff like that um, when you have a problem the gym trainers will automatically assign you to a uh, what's it called like a, a personal therapist. trainer
0: oh physical
2: okay
1: physical therapist and stuff like that we actually work with the physical therapist to to get you back on track oh so okay. When we see pain, um, it's basically meaning that the body is trying to tell you something and we try to work around the pain. Some gyms, they just tell you, hey, bro, you feel pain, bro, just push it, bro, push it. And then when Hmm. you push it at the end, something's going to happen. And then once you get like a lifelong injury that would uh, affect you for the rest of your life, bro, that's it. You have to go surgery and stuff like that. And we want to try to avoid that, you know? We want to try to be different in that sense. Right. So that's what Mo Lam is all about. Did you? Okay, so have you always been very athletic, like from young? Oh, I have, I have. So uh, back in high school, I actually uh, thirteen, I think thirteen years old onwards. I started uh, playing basketball a lot. Ah, and, uh, that explains the height. 15- <laughs> so is it true? Is
0: it true that tall people have like really small dicks?
2: <sighs> yeah, <I Okay>. guess. <laughs>
0: Okay, sorry, we sidetracked a bit. Sorry, 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 sorry. For those listening, sorry. Yeah, we were getting into this intense conversation that <laughs> we sidetracked. I had to. Okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, you, you used to play basketball when you were young. Yep.
1: Yes, yes. So 13 to 15, I was pretty active until um, I reached 16 onwards. You know, when you're 16 and stuff like that, you tend to get a little bit more like rebellious. Yeah. So uh, I started smoking. I started going out very late and stuff like that. And uh, it kind of really affected me. Okay. and uh, okay so I met a lot of people I hung out with uh, a lot of people as well I hung out with the wrong friends Mm -hmm. and uh, that made me to go party a lot oh wow I was in Subang I remember I don't know where you know Barcelona
0: oh it sounds (laughs) it sounds very familiar but I most probably did not go there because I was not cool enough
1: (laughs) no like you're pretty cool but like (laughs) but it was at Sunway Pyramid. I remembered um, I would always go to Sunway because uh, I hung out with this bunch of like Subang people and stuff like that. It's and always the Subang, people,
0: that, right? the Subang people, <laughs> are, right? Subang
1: <laughs> people. All the bad influence, a hero, you know? But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because of them, I, man, I wasted a lot of my time at 16 to 18 because I was, I was smoking, I was skipping school, I was just doing all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. And then that... After eighteen to nineteen, I remember that made me realize uh, because my mom caught me doing all that shit. So one day, my mom, I was driving my dad's car, driving to a uh, school, uh, driving back from school, and my dad was with a friend. And I remember like I was smoking a cigarette outside and then my dad caught me my dad was like doing this. Oh, wow. So he sped up with his friend and then like he did this. He, the, the friend started honking Then I was like, what the hell's going on? And I saw my dad, you know, while my hands were out and I, I looked at him and then I flicked the cigarette away and just did this. Oh, he <laughs> started, you started <laughs> waving. That like that. Yeah, yeah. But but then my, uh, I went home and then my dad scolded and then like my mom started shouting and started crying and stuff like that and then seeing them being very upset, that made me realize like, maybe this is not something that I should pursue. Right. Maybe I should be very conscious about mm-hmm. what I do on because um, it also affects them. And since then on, I've decided to, you know what? I am going to concentrate to do what I want to do or at least progress in life. And that's what I did.
0: But mm-hmm. I kind of feel that, um, uh, okay, because like whatever you said, it's so funny that you mentioned whatever you just mentioned because like whatever you mentioned, I've kind of gone through it as well Smoking I've tried smoking When you, well, But not, not in high school la. But the thing was uh, I, I started smoking When I was in uh, college Because I used to study in Sunway I studied everywhere la. I was a slut I was a university slut I studied in Taylor, Sunway And Metro <laughs> Yeah uh, Because like, I was transferring Credits everywhere um, I think like I started When I was in Sunway uh, But you know There was this whole bunch of friends We always go out to the side gate And then they were all puffing And then you, you they are your classmates So you hang out with them and it's funny because like there were two of us who were not smoking and then suddenly both of us picked it up. But it's not because we needed it. It's because we were, I think it's peer pressure. We didn't, we don't realize that it's peer pressure back then. But you know, we were like, took the smoke, took, took, took the first puff, it tasted like crap, made you and cough.
1: You start coughing bro.
0: Yeah. And then after that, the next day you'd be like, okay, you know what? It's, it's, the, it's like you're trying to level up yourself. Yesterday like, I cough. Let's see today I cough or not. Hey, today I never cough. You know? Yeah, and then man. I mean like I I, I I got rid of the habit like very fairly quickly I mean like you go and you go clubbing there's a, there's a possibility you might smoke as well yeah but I, I got rid of it uh fairly quickly I think when I started putting on a lot of weight actually then uh I'm not sure I, I can't remember why uh, but I I remember uh getting rid of it like really really quickly I, I feel like okay whatever you just told me is like I think every one of us needs to kind of hit that point of life where we kind of know we messed up and it affects more people than we think it does, especially Mm -hmm, to the people mm -hmm. that matters a lot, only for us to make our own decision Mm -hmm, compared mm -hmm. to the point of time when we had decisions made for us. You you get what I mean? Yes,
1: yes, yes. I I totally know what you mean because again, like after 18, you're on your own, you know, basically Mm -hmm. from that, you know, and- and you're liable. Let's say, for example, if you were to commit a crime, you are liable to that. Yeah. You know? and, and that's super scary. Like, like seventeen, okay, huh, party. Eighteen, bam, so much responsibilities all of a sudden. Yeah. You know? And i I wasn't given, I wasn't taught um, the tools that I needed to progress. I just had to learn by experience. Yeah. You know? and, and and and. I don't know whether you could re- resonate or not.
0: Well, okay. So my mom's a single mom, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, la, I wouldn't wanna, I, would, I wouldn't want to downplay moms because okay, there are certain things where you kind you kind of need a dad to to teach you. sometimes moms mm-hmm. can teach you everything, but you know moms there's some, there's, there are more things that sometimes you need a dad to teach you rather than a mom, you know what I mean? So maybe that's why I wasn't very street smart, I was very gullible. I was very like easily influenced and and, and, and stuff like that. so mm. but the thing is you need to uh, again, la. Like, even though if I had both my parents over here teaching me everything, right, they, they can basically, they are just going to pave a very smooth and painless road for you because they feel that mm. that's the right thing to do. But it doesn't really, I don't sometimes think it's- not it, what you want, you know? It's not, yes, that, that's what. But sometimes you just need to walk that rough road and fall down yourself so that you know. Like, you know, mm. they, they don't control your, I, although yes, they gave birth to you. They, they gave you life. Yes, that's-, that's, that's mm. That's completely fair, but the thing is, your you what like like they said, like everybody's thinking is completely the same, not not completely different. Sorry, not the same. Completely different. Like I would think uh, differently about this person or this situation. You would think differently about this situation, and everybody will react to a situation, certain situation, if given the opportunity, differently. And I think, like for me, is where uh, it really hit. Uh, in terms of studies, wise lah, okay. Where it really hurt, uh, it really hit rock bottom was when uh, I failed my exam <laughs> in uh, in Sunway. and uh, But then again, the whole. Expensive, man. Yeah, the whole course, the whole cost failed. The whole entire course, the whole entire student body all failed because the lecturer forgot to submit our assignments. That's why 100% failure. At first, Are I failed. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you serious? What? Then, after that, the year after that, they shut down the whole faculty. So, at first, I failed, you know. Then I'm like, shit the whole entire two years, I kind of blew it and that kind of thing. And then straight away, what I did was, uh, at that point in time, I was so afraid to come home and tell my mom. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't know that my mom, okay, I knew that my mom wasn't like, like she doesn't have a lot of money, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, Because I kind of found out that, you know, she started borrowing money here and there f- just for me to go to school and stuff like that. Shit. So when I failed, I was like, shit, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, my plan was to how do I pacify my mom? <laughs> it's like, okay, I need to do something right now to show her that I'm doing something so that she won't be that angry. She'll be angry, but not super angry until like, like one day. Like, because I, I, I've upset my mom a lot before. I remember like at one point in time before we had handphones, right? I used mm-hmm. to and talk on the phone. Uh, with girls. Well, it's with this one girl that I like, and it's not calling her house phone. You know, it's calling her handphone, and it's really mm. expensive—a house landline Damn. calling a handphone, talking for three hours. There was one point of time back in the days, man. Yeah, back in the days, dude. The kids, these are so lucky. Yeah, they get WhatsApp for free, bastards. <laughs> 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 and, and and I remember that one of that one. There was one night I fought my mom because the phone bills came up to like four hundred ringgit, and she was like, "Where are you? Where am I gonna get this money?" and I think I was, I just didn't understand how much 400 ringgit was at that point in time. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I knew that I failed. I straight away took all of my results. That means all my, my certificates and everything. I went to Metropolitan College. I sat down with the council over there. All right, this is what I have right now. I have some uh, some distinctions and a lot of failures. <laughs> what? Okay. Tell me what do I need to do in order for me to graduate? That's what I asked, and she told me that, okay, uh, based on your your scores and everything, okay, cool. You need to do half a semester of foundation, and then you straight away do to your first year degrees uh, your degree lah. And I'm like, hmm. okay, cool. What's the fastest I can finish this degree? She's like, okay, the fastest you can finish is two and a half years. The longest is, uh, the longest is three years lah, right? So for me, it's like hmm. fine. I went back, told my mom everything, told her everything, blah 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 blah. I go back like Ma, I failed but actually the whole uni failed, you know what I mean you try to pacify and downplay the whole damn thing um and I told her my plan and everything she didn't say anything I, re- I remember that. I thought I was expecting her to scream at me she she's like she's just nodded her head uh, I remember she uh she went to the uh she said that okay are you sure this is what you want to do and I'm like uh yeah and then uh because I, I had some money too because I used to work part time for an event uh, event company, so I said like, Oh, do you uh, should I take out some money? She's like, no. She went to the bank. She I knew what the fees were straight away. Went to the university, paid it, and I started. And all the st- all the subjects that I used to fail in high school, I got distinctions in 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 that university in that college. And that's when I realized that wow, this feels good. And the more you excel, the more you wanted to kind of push yourself and. And I, I I graduated. I had a lot of this. I I felt like you know, I, never in my life, my, my SPM results is a failure, bro. My SPM result uh, is a child. You give it to a child to learn A B C D E F G. <laughs> yeah, and like when I <laughs> yeah, and when I when I graduated, you know, I had like distinctions. You know, I had like uh, so many, like I had things that I've never I was never used to before. You get a result and you would be like, oh distinction and a HD. I was like, what the hell is HD? Oh, it's a high distinction. I'm like, oh. Okay, and then you bring it back, and then you know your mom's like, "Oh, that's good, that's good." So, like you know, coming back to what you said, like when you knew that you, you upset people, and they are the people that kind of matter to you most, you will make your decisions. Like you will straight away like flip a switch, and very differently start very differently. surviving. And I I I kind of I, I kind of hope that this speaks to some of you listening too. You know, it's 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 not wrong to fail, or it's not wrong it's to not do wrong things.
1: Mine was a little bit different, bro. Mm-hmm. I uh, I remembered because uh, I came from a family who had a lot of money before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, my dad uh, was earning a lot of money. remember, until one point where we were just broke, you know. So so I was high up, and then like I just dropped lower from there. And oh. uh, I remembered uh, the turning point was when uh, I was doing law, mm-hmm. and uh, I dropped out. Okay. I dropped out of law because it, it was not something I want to do, you know? like like I would. I remember dreading to go to class every day until one point, my final paper, I remember for year one, I just didn't want to go. Oh, wow. I, I, I broke down. I didn't want to go. And I told my dad, I said, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And my reaction was different than yours. I got slapped in the face. Oh! <laughs> I, <know>. oh. <laughs> I got slapped in the face so I remembered. And then we had a whole like commotion going around in the house. And... Um, I'm just gonna put it out there. My family, like, I grew up very rough because of the upbringing from my parents. I mean, my parents—they have changed, okay. okay. Like, like, like. Um, I went to therapy like f- three to four years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I was diagnosed with like, uh, CPTSD, childhood PTSD, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot of it had to do with my upbringing. And right, and uh, I'm just very grateful that my parents have already accepted it, and they're willing to work. But back to the story again. Um, when It was the turning point where we were like shit you know like we don't have a lot of money anymore yeah you know yeah we had to rely on ourselves and i didn't understand because i was growing up and uh i could get anything i wanted at that time wow you know like i didn't have to work whatsoever from there and then all of a sudden like i i lost that that privilege you know right and i remember telling my dad i said i don't want to do law anymore like i Oh my god, it's just so tiring and taxing, and I'm not sleeping well and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even concentrating because it's 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 just not something I want to do. Right, know? right. And, um, he slapped me and stuff like that the whole night, bro. Um, he was scolding and scolding and scolding and scolding, bro, until until the next day. I think he probably calmed down a lot and then he realized that he made a mistake doing it. And then he asked what I wanted to do. What's your backup plan? Right. Only then he decided to treat me like an adult and listen to my plan, which was I wanted to take a gap year, like three to six months just to do whatever I want to do and right. then see how it goes. And then only uh, enroll to the uh, course that I want to do. That is and, uh, that, is, that I, is
0: completely the best thing you should do.
1: It's a, best thing ever man yeah best best thing I ever did. and I remembered I remembered I was interning at Universal Music Malaysia yeah and I was the oldest intern <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm completely fine with that i'm okay with that that's the thing because i finally found what i wanted to do mm-hmm. you know it may take five years you may be a little bit older or if you're lucky you may be super young and you know what you want to do but that's fine some people just don't know what they want to do you know as they grow up and i was just very blessed that i knew what i wanted to do not influencing by the way but yeah but you know like like <laughs> like I- entertainment basically from there it's and it's
0: it's it's uh yeah like like you take a gap year and go out to do whatever and experience the world out there and 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 just experience what really tickles your fancy and what gets you excited and interested right?
1: Yeah yeah yeah. So I traveled uh I traveled around. My then girlfriend at that time she was staying in uh in the UK because she right. was studying there in the UK. So I, I stayed there for a month and wow. I was just traveling around. You know Europe. Wow. You. So I had the time of my life. You know. But wow. my, my savings gone la because like I remember <laughs> at that time I was i was also like freelancing here and there 16 17 years old because you know they wanted to find like you know one of those like how do i say this uh, you know you have a road show and then you give out flyers and stuff yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah you're like assistant and stuff like that so i was doing that quite a lot quite a bit and i earned quite a bit as well but i lost all the money but i have never regretted because i learned so much from just traveling different cultures and stuff like that yeah so coming back again like yeah you you know there are times where you would be lost and that's okay.
2: Yeah, you know, and uh, As soon
1: as you admit that you're lost, you right away, you would suddenly think of the next action plan to do.
0: Yeah, you know? because a lot of people tend to think that when they are lost and they, they have hit rock bottom, right? they tend to think that, mm. oh, I ha- I'm a failure to the person who is expecting of a certain level of me. Mm. People tend to forget right. that, I mean, it sounds cliche when I put it this way. People tend to always think that uh, you know you, they need to kind of they need to please their parents first before they take care of themselves and they love themselves they they they, they forget the fact that you know if they are they, they hit rock bottom, who is the one who's upset they are upset yeah their parents will be upset yes your parents will definitely be upset you know probably they, maybe because they spent a lot of money they saved a lot of money sent you to to do a course which they think that will make a lot of money and then you know you fail. You're, mm. you're you're you you're gonna be upset too because you know, you you're so stressed out, you, you can't perform, and then at the same time you're not only the fact that, you know, you have hit rock bottom and the fact that you could not excel in your education, you have your parents to face as well. It's like a double whammy that kind of thing, you know? It's like you're you're down yeah. on the ground and after that, you know, your parents come and whack you again. You know? <laughs> it's like some more add, 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 add more salt to the wood and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I yeah. think like where where I get from your conversation was I think when you told your dad what you wanted to do and what your backup plan was and when you said that that's when he started treating you like an adult, I think that should be done a little bit. I think that's what's missing from a lot of us Asian kids to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean like, how often do we say I love you to our parents? We we don't because I don't know why. It's always, it's like a, there's a different way I for know, us I to really tell, our, tell our parents. I know, our, I yeah, know. right. You know what I mean? It's like with the same way like how our parents tell us how they love us. It's like, it's, it's not like, oh, I love you. It's more like, hey, it's like you know, have you eaten or not? You know, that kind of thing. It's like tough <laughs> love, that kind of thing. They'll never literally say, I love you, but they will just kind of like show their affection in some different way. They'll slap you. I love you.
1: <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, That's me. <laughs> it's like, but you know, coming back to that, I've learned how to say "I love you" to my parents. I've learned how to appreciate my time. My parents actually after therapy. Oh
0: wow! Yeah, because, that's. Uh,
1: sorry, uh, what were you saying? Again?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Okay, okay Sorry. Mm. My whenever I enter the uh, the room, I remembered uh, in my therapist's like office, the first thing she would ask is, "How are you feeling today?" Mm. And and that really hit me the first few times. It didn't really occur to me the first few times. we like, ah, okay. Or and after like the first second, the second or third month, it made me realize like, wow, you know, it's asking how are you feeling and how are you is such a powerful thing because it makes you realize like how 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 do I actually feel? Because some people they just don't feel. You know, they don't even know what they're feeling sometimes.
0: Yeah, they
1: don't. And I don't know whether you can you can. What's it can You can relate to that or not?
0: Um, I I I won't want to say I, I, I can relate, but I feel that sometimes when people say when you go out with friends, say how are you, it's more of like a an icebreaker rather than a, I want to know how you feel that kind of thing. But I think when you mm-hmm. go to the therapy, which we want to I want to well, I want to get into this topic a little bit uh, more in depth in just a bit, it's different because this person is there to care for you and and, and when they ask the question, right. you like is a little bit different. I guess. Yeah, context is a bit different. So yeah, yeah, you you're mentioning about how you are supposed to think about how you feel. And then? Mm,
1: mm. And um, so I'm just going to tell you guys how I started therapy. Yeah. And um, it was five years ago. Um, the first year after meeting Maggie, I started acting super aggressive. Right. And uh, it wasn't aggressive to Maggie. It was more like self-inflicted, like like physical abuse of myself.
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And um, I would always, I like when I get angry, it doesn't go from like zero to twenty percent. Let's say thirty percent, 50 Yeah, it just goes up to a hundred percent, and to the point where it was super toxic. Where like I would bite my my what's it called again? My uh, hands, my fist, okay, uh, my hands. Yeah, I'm sorry, my hands. And uh, yeah, man, I'll start shouting like nothing. Like I would just go to my pillow and and dig my entire face in the pillow. I remember and just start shouting from there so that like neighbors couldn't hear, like don't hear and stuff like that. Right. And um, it was beginning to affect my relationship with Maggie because mm-hmm. whatever she does, let's say I would get super annoyed and super angry. And I remember the first three months after realizing that I need help, Um, I would dread myself to wake up from bed to do anything.
2: Mm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I was supposed to find a job, I remember, because I just graduated. Mm-hmm. And no, actually, no, I... I ha- I just left my job and I remember I was just moping around for like 4 to 6 months at home, right. didn't know what to do and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And until to the point where like I had suicidal thoughts and that made me realize like shit, maybe I need help. Oh, you know. Yeah.
0: I okay, I don't want to dwell too. okay. If you don't want to talk about it, I don't want to that it could be no, about it. you. No, okay. No, 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 we, we can... Like why did it, why did you why did it lead up to suicidal thoughts? What were you thinking about yourself? Were you were you frustrated at yourself or were you frustrated at something?
1: Um I had CPTSD. Yes. And, uh, that's one. Yes. When when I Okay, started,
0: for, the, for 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 the benefit of
1: our listeners, what is CPTSD? It's basically childhood uh fuck. I keep saying CPTSD, but I know what PTSD stands for, but I keep forgetting. I just remember the acronym. So it's post traumatic Something disorder, right? What's right. the S? Post traumatic. Do you know? I have no idea. Me,
0: look, let me, let me, let me, you know, <laughs> you know, me, know it's every, the, the fact, the fact what? that is, it, I have Google. Right? What's it called again? PT, P T? PTSD. PTSD. Post traumatic.
1: Stress disorder. Yes. Thank uh, you so much, Maggie. Thank you so much. Yeah, yes, I, I like, I like that bro. she's
0: listening from afar. She's eavesdropping, bro. Be careful. Yes. Oh my god, I can't yeah. say any
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie sucks. Sorry, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Um when I had all these like episodes and stuff like that, I remembered um, I wasn't thinking straight. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back the six-year-old Joseph as a, the six-year-old Joseph before, because oh. what I would, oh, I know my triggers. You know, I can just tell you right now, my trigger is basically when someone raises their voice and I get super agitated. And I remember last time I wouldn't have any control because my dad used to shout at me and stuff like that. But I don't want to talk about what my dad did. I'm, I'm, I am I'm mean, are you okay with that, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna completely gonna talking- like my- uh, what's it called again my trigger points and one of it is um shouting like loud noises like like when someone gets angry and they shout at me and I get super like like triggered and what it triggers it I, I don't react as the the 20 year old or like 25 year old Joseph I like the, my twenties I react as the six year old Joseph. Right. Like you know how kids are like yeah. I don't know how really to 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 share the feeling but like you go back to the past and then like you start shouting for no reason because you're scared you go back to the 6 year old joseph and then like you reminisce like like not reminisce like, but like you you you're forced to go through what the 6 year old joseph did and it was it was traumatic experiences the 6 year old joseph had to experience i don't know what does that make sense, does that make yeah, sense it make
0: sense yeah it does i i hmm mm-hmm. I, I i i i cannot i will not say that i it makes sense because i've gone through it uh, i think being a father uh because my daughter went through so my daughter, okay, my daughter. Okay, this there's nothing to re, not in, in no relation to to raising a voice or anything. But I think like, uh, I think when you're young and you go through something so traumatic, you'll you'll it will basically remember. You will remember it for quite a while. Like my daughter fell down, she kind of mm-hmm. cut her chin. We brought her to, <laughs> we had to bring her to the hospital to stitch, and mm-hmm. it was crazy because they strapped her. They had to. She's a kid. She's a two year old, right? They had to strap her hands like she was like literally strap her. She cannot move, you know. And they had to inject her, and and she was screaming. I could hear her from outside the hospital. And she was, and because of that, she, I, I I, maybe it won't be, she'll forget about it, but for, I think a week or two, out of nowhere, she'll at night, she'll just start screaming. She is like traumatic. She'll oh wake up God. uh, and, and remember that, that point of time. And I think like, uh, I'm not, I, to be honest, I don't even think that whether that's, that's in any way relatable, but maybe, you know, you've gone through something as a young kid that kind of stayed for a long, long time.
1: I remembered, Um, I'm just going to say, I'm, Going to share one experience mm-hmm. um, was from my uncle. Mm-hmm. I remembered playing my uncle's mouse at that time. I was at his place. I remembered, and uh, you know what the mouse back then? Yeah, it's a roller ball, and then the 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 ball comes out from there. Yeah, um, the ball came off, and I couldn't find the ball. Right, right, and I remembered my uncle coming back, and uh, he saw what happened. I ex- tried to explain to him I didn't know what was going on and at the time I was very young I was like 4 to 5 years old mm-hmm. and uh, before I could even explain myself he punched me in the face oh, my god. The
0: oh yeah. my god yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my god so, oh my god I remembered I was uh, my nose was bleeding and then I had cuts on my lips and then he was shouting at the same time like why the hell are you like this why are you so stupid and stuff like that mm-hmm. to the point where my parents my parents went there because uh they left me with my grandmother, and at that time, my uncle was staying with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my mom came back and saw the whole the whole thing. Oh right? wow! She started crying, and she grabbed me, and uh, we we went to the hospital right away because right, I right. had like like a nosebleed and stuff okay. like that from there. And I, you know, I totally forget that forgot that happened mm-hmm. until I went to therapy. Oh wow! Because it was so traumatic for me that I didn't realize like, why, why am I so triggered to loud sounds and stuff like that? It is because uh, like a whole lot of like, like incident, but like one of it was, was that like, I didn't realize that that happened until I started like, like processing with my uh, therapist. Oh, wow. And I, I went up to my mom. I said, I remembered as a kid, you know, like, like uncle used to like, like hit me one time and she kept quiet. The whole family kept quiet. Oh, Wow. Wait, because so you you went to tell your mom,
0: to you went, to, you, sorry, you went to tell your mom, like, like as an adult, as an adult, you went back to her and tell yeah. her.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was angry. Because mm-hmm. after finding out I was angry, I I went up to her and I said, why didn't you protect me at that time? I see. You know, like I was only six years old. I didn't know what was going on, you know? Right. And, and because of that episode, it unlocked a lot, tr- tremendous amount more of like, like, like traumatic events that I had to go through, and the uh, other one is with my tuition uh, teacher. teacher. Uh, but let's get into this first right now. But I remembered like like telling this to my mom, and they just kept quiet the entire time, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I when I shared it to my, my my mom started crying because mm-hmm. um my mom is a very sensitive person, right? Know? But but she I I love her because she's she's sensitive. She 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 knows when I'm angry and when I'm not. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And um my dad just brushed it off and said. Um, You did something wrong. So, you know.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: You know, he basically just gaslighted me, you know, at that time. And um, And it felt, I was super angry at that time. And you know what I did? Mm-hmm. I just stormed out. I started shouting at him. I didn't even know, until today, I don't know why I shouted at him. I, I just stormed off from right. the house. Okay. I said, you're a horrible dad. And, and wow, shit.
0: Oh, man, man. Thanks for sharing, dude. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I d-
1: really want you guys to know, like, just in case people out there, I mean, if they're watching this or they're like, listening to this, they can uh, relate and stuff. Uh, maybe hopefully it will help them. I don't know. But like, the second uh, event I had was uh, with my tuition teacher. Right. And I remember this tuition teacher was young. Uh, he was, at, I think, around his 30s. He was a lawyer and he was teaching me BASA BM. I okay. was only standard two at that time. I think seven, to eight years old. Yeah. And this teacher, I remembered, whenever I do something wrong, he would slap me in the face.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, man. He would literally slap me to the point where I would have a mark on my face. My cheeks would be red in color. Okay. And at that time, you know, seven-year-old Joseph didn't know because seven-year-old Joseph thought he did something wrong.
0: Yeah. Didn't we all as kids think, you know, when we are being slapped by an adult, we have to accept it because we made a mistake?
1: yeah yeah that's why all of this can turn into like like ptsd as you grow older you know but unfortunately i had to i had to seek for treatment you know but but it was still one of the best things i have ever like decided for myself and how
0: and how okay but before we move on i mean how do you feel now i mean like uh, after going to therapy doing this for about four years you you were mentioning you went for therapy for four years right
1: yeah um i feel great not great but like there are days where i feel bad and stuff like that but I know how to manage myself. Okay. Because I know that like like this, like like feeling shitty and like feeling depressed and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that will always be part of life. You know. Of course. And it's so important, so so important to to learn to use these tools Mm -hmm. to sort of like, you know, mitigate yourself just in case if you fall too low. You will fall. You know, like 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 if you look at like progression, it's never linear, right? Yeah. It's like you go, you go down and you come up and you go down and you come up. It's just that, like, when you go down, do you have the tools to come up again? Then that's super important, and that's what I've learned in therapy.
0: Right. I, I I wanna okay. So like, I I wanna like for the benefit of our listeners, you know, the reason the reason why I got in touch with Joseph was because like it's one day that he actually uh, posted something on 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 uh, on Instagram. Now the reason why he posted that post is because you know there were a lot of news going around uh, talking about the. The, the cases of suicide you know from I think from January until today I think they averaged about like four cases of suicide a day and it, it, I've, I've had a I've had a, an episode of mental health before uh, previously I had YB Michelle uh, on the show and we were talking about mental health and how we all should actually make uh, you know uh, going to see a therapist normal because a lot of people tend to always think that oh you're gonna see psychiatrists Why are you crazy? they always say that. They make it look like oh, only crazy people it's go and see taboo such a- thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not, and, and 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 for me, it's like um, I remember having this conversation with Joseph, and and he's, I said that hey, do you think it would be cool to to talk about it? I mean, like uh, but also generally, even if it wasn't about that, I always wanted to have Joseph for the show because you know he's he's a funny guy. <laughs> um, but like you know, seems to seems to that seems that we kind of have been able to kind of gradually kind of like segue into this topic and then you mentioned that you were so you were triggered and then at one point in time you had suicidal thoughts right Mm -hmm. was it you who made the decision uh, who basically decided like I need help or did somebody kind of tell you that hey you need help did you did you hesitate when someone told you hey I think you need to go see a psychiatrist have you ever had that kind of encounter before no okay
1: no, no, I never had because uh, you weren't really like like taught to understand that like, the symptoms of depression or like PTSD and stuff like that. So you don't really know what what what's really happening inside your brain until mm-hmm. Maggie pointed out like this has to stop. Right, you know, like you are hurting yourself and uh, you had suicidal thoughts before. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to see someone. Right, and that's how. Uh, that's what made me. That's what drove me to see someone because I I thought like oh my god like she's right you know mm-hmm. like it didn't really occur to me until she pointed everything out what I shared earlier right and then I realized like if I don't find some find help something bad is is going to happen if I dip even lower again right mm. and, and and that, and that, point that of, happened
0: yeah and that point of time and upon yeah. a time when when you had suicidal thoughts may I please ask like you know what what was that dip what was that rock bottom at that point in time? What were you thinking of that led you to think of Suicidal Thoughts?
1: Mm, I went back to the seven-year-old Joseph Mm -hmm. um, pleading my parents, my uncle, and uh, the tuition teacher Mm -hmm. not to stop hitting me Oh, wow. I was crying. I remembered I was alone at the studio. This was last year, by the way. Okay. So I had like two two episodes where like I wanted to like commit suicide, you know. It's, it's just not something you should like, you know. I know that like saying out loud, it's just super weird when I say it out loud. I don't know why. But like um, last year's episode was an all-time low for me Right. because of the whole pandemic and I was just adapting to it. Um, the whole MCO as well, the gym not being opened and stuff like that. There was a lot of like external stress involved. Yes. And um, I remember being in the uh, studio, yeah, sitting down, just listening to music, and all of a sudden I was thinking of the past, you know, like like my parents and uh my uncle and uh what is it called again? My my tuition teacher. And I remembered the pain and the voices and stuff like that. And then Mm -hmm. I had like flashbacks. Yeah. Mm. And that made me to start losing control of myself. And then all of a sudden I felt like my legs started feeling very light. I see. And I I started sobbing and crying. And I was, I remembered I was grabbing onto a dumbbell. (laughs) Like a dumbbell, like a dumbbell like that. Like, like, please begging, just begging, like, please stop. Please stop hurting me. Please just let me alone. Leave me alone. Please to the point where I saw a window and uh I I climbed the window and I just sat down. So so this is the window. Yeah, like yeah. My legs were here and I wanted to climb up again from that. Yeah. And I remembered I was looking down, I didn't felt I, I'm super afraid of heights, by the way. Okay. And, and when I looked down at that time, I saw a solution. Oh you know, okay. like, oh my god, like like if I dropped down, this whole thing would end. Okay. I won't feel pain anymore. That was the seven-year-old Joseph talking. Okay. You know, from there. Until Maggie called me. Yeah. And I remember like my phone started ringing in my pocket and then I took it out. And then I'm like, Maggie called me and said, hey, is everything okay? And stuff like that. And I just, I, I I, broke down even more. Okay. And I told Maggie everything. And then Maggie said, hey, calm down. Um, maybe you should sit down and think first. And then she reminded me of the people that loves me and stuff like that. Right. And yeah, that that kind of like made me climb back up mm-hmm. and went back home, right? And uh, I remembered sharing this to my therapist, and then my therapist said maybe it's time to see a psychiatrist again. Mm-hmm. Psychi- like so, therapist again for those who don't know, uh, a psychologist is like a physical therapist, like a, like a physio. Yep, where they try to help you, try to give you the tools that you need to work on, strengthen your emotional mental capacity. Um, Resilience as well, whereas a psychiatrist who is a doctor that can, uh, diagnose what you have and also give medication to you, can basically prescribe you medication. I needed help because, um, according to my therapist, I was in survival mode, you know, like whenever I enter like that six year old Joseph mindset, um, and I've been going quite frequent at that time. And, uh. Your body needs rest. That's what my therapist said, and it's okay sometimes to take something like, 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 like you know, psychotic, like antipsychotic, like drugs. Yep. Uh, antidepressant drugs, basically. Sorry. Yes. So I was taking voldoxin, I remembered, and uh, when the doctor prescribed me, I remembered clinching on the medication, walking out, feeling super embarrassed mm-hmm. because I don't know. You know, like taboo and stuff like that. The How, stigma, what like, what people, people will think? automatically yeah, judge stigma, you. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What would people think? What would my parents think? What would Maggie think and stuff like that? And and I felt super embarrassed at that time. And I was. I remember I went to the car. I started sobbing again. Yep. I started crying, and then I'm like, "Am I crazy? Like, am I just seeking for attention? Mm-hmm. You know?" And and after. I just had to trust. The, I remember coming back to Maggie after that and then Maggie said, just trust the process. Just talk to um, our therapist about it. Yep. And I did talk to my therapist about it and then she said, Joseph, um, we have a plan. As long as you're consciously, you know that you're working with me and taking this at the same time, gradually, you will, it will make a difference. Your body will start, you know, like um, resting. Yep. And when the body rests, it will give you a lot more time to learn these skills because whenever I go into the session with her, I remembered I was all over the place. I would just cry every time I would break down and stuff like that. I didn't really get to like process my emotions and what really happened and what I think about it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And taking those pills made me, made my emotions calm a lot more to process my you know trauma back then. I see. And it really helped. And, and right now, uh, we are tapering right now. So from one like full serving, one pill, we're taking half right now. So okay, yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself, man.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Like, I, I look, <laughs> look, look, man. I, I, like, Super I, I, remember. Heavy, our, <laughs> man,
1: shit. Yeah.
0: Okay. Look, look. I remember uh, even before this session started, I said that, look, man. Even if we don't talk about the fact that you went for therapy, I, I just want to have a session and and and. And just have a cool chit chat, you know, just just hmm. chit chat, you know, just have a very regular mamak session. I just want to say that you are really really brave to come thank out you, and say these type of things because I remember that we talked on the phone and said that hey, we want to kind of raise awareness to help people to 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 tell them that it is okay to seek help. Um, mm-hmm. And like for me is I am for me to just go out and openly say hey, it's okay to seek help. it, it, it you know for someone like you who have gone through what you've gone through to come out. I I, I like I don't even know how to say like, like, look, I will never ever understand what you went through, but whatever you're doing right now, I can see it. this is not required. I like, I refuse to basically tape this as a, as a video episode because like, you know, I didn't want to put pressure on Joseph, mm-hmm. but like looking at your emotions, it's tough for you to basically say whatever you're saying right now. And, and, and I really appreciate that, you know, uh, the bravery of coming out to, to mention all this because I feel, I feel some people need to know that they're not alone, even when mm-hmm. they think they are.
1: I had no intention to, uh, to share this until I saw the uh, the suicidal cases you know rising and stuff like that there were a lot of people uh, privately messaging Maggie and I yeah like asking for help and stuff like that and then actually made me realize that like probably me coming out would help a lot of people
0: and I, 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 hope. I, I hope it does. And uh, mm-hmm. man, dude, like, uh, yeah, if I was there, I would give you a hug right now, but... Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, like we can't because, you know, of COVID. But <laughs> 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 I would have loved to do this in person, dude. Like, like both of us are vaccinated. Like, yeah, yeah you know, the, 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 uh, by, by calculations, everything's good. But I feel, I've, to be honest, I feel that, like, even Maggie is going to listen to this episode and she's going to be so proud of you. I'm pretty sure right I mean even before even without even listening to this episode she's super super proud of you. And and I have to say that you know Maggie is such an amazing support system to you both of you are kind of like the best support system. It's so funny because both of you are just having fun, you know, that's why, that's how I see you guys on online. Mm. I wish I had that fun with my wife, but she's very shy. She doesn't want to,
1: <laughs> yeah, <she's- laughs> I'm sure she is, but yeah, she's,
0: she's behind the Yeah, she stuff. is, you know, I wish I could show that to the world. She's actually a really cool, crazy person, but you know, she always likes to be very private and stuff. Um, I, I, like, that's, I've always Want, like, for me, it's, I've always known you From afar, and I knew that, like, I want to get To know Joseph a little bit more, it's kind of sucky to, to do this, like, over at Mamak Session Which is, like, recorded like this, I wish that like, we could hang out More and kind of know you better Yeah, man, definitely Yeah, but, like, like for you to come out and, 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 and say these type of things And agreeing to do this podcast, and, and you know Talking about your, your, your trauma And what you went through, and I really Appreciate it, and I'm pretty sure someone out there I hope someone takes away something from this um, I'm sure they'll be able to appreciate as well. I think, like, mm. what we're trying to say over here is, it is okay for you to go and seek help. You don't need someone to tell you. Uh, you know, is. if you think you are going through some emotions and and not and don't realize what's going, it's okay to to call up a therapist, right? It's okay to call them up and just like walk in, and they'll be able to. Well, do they do they actually diagnose you? What, what do they do?
1: Uh, so the psychologists they get to the diagnose as well. Right. But like for a better diagnosis, you should see a psychiatrist, especially if you have suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one thing that I want to really want to share to people is that like, you don't have to have like suicidal thoughts to see a therapist or anything like that. Yeah. You know? like um, imagine yourself, like your whole mental capacity or whatever, your resiliency as a cup, correct? And yep. uh, you feel water of a cup, right? Mm-hmm. You feel the water on a cup. And imagine that water that, that's being filled inside is is the shit you, you had to go through. Yeah. Correct. You have a cup from there. You don't have to wait until the cup overflows to see a therapist. Okay. You can learn how to unfill that cup by taking away water on your own. Got it. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and going to the therapist would actually help you enlarge that cup so that you can take more shit. So that, that's how resiliency, like mental resiliency, emotional resilience is built from there. Right. So therefore... If you really need help, just do it. There are a lot of ways you can do it. I'm sure there's a lot of like, like links being circulated on uh, Instagram right now. And it's so, so accessible right now. So please, um, any of you out there who is going through shit that you don't know how to process, please just see someone. Yeah, I mean, even though if It it's, may or may not be the best thing of your life.
0: It, 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 even if it's stressed, stressed, stressed from work and you don't know how to handle the stress, maybe seeing a therapist might help too. It doesn't mean you're crazy. Maybe yeah, that, no, that therapist- yeah, maybe the therapist has like, hey, you know what? Actually, you're being stressed out because of this. Maybe they can kind of pinpoint something you don't realize and help you. But but again, again, who am <laughs> I to say? Who am I to say? I don't know anything. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to assume things, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people can, like I feel that a lot of people go through, their mental health kind of builds up from something. And actually like the next question so I know you mentioned this before so like but when is the right time to actually go and seek for help I I think this is the question that a lot of people would probably want to ask themselves
1: anytime anytime the day that you've decided that you want to to improve yourself to better yourself anytime you know okay. it's it's so accessible today that um that you can find really good therapists in Malaysia because uh there are a lot of therapists right now that are being trained outside of Malaysia and they come back and they learn all these skills and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. so easily accessible today. It's just that like people are not really aware of it here. Right, right. Yeah. You know? Because you like it's not, it's not it's not
0: widely them. promoted.
1: Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's definitely not. I think it's also because of the education or society here. Like like Asian societies just don't want to admit, you know. It's okay to admit.
0: It, it is. Uh, I think like yeah, uh, in know. the Western country, uh, people... People actually, actually uh, some of my friends in the Western world, right? uh They actually go for therapy. um uh, Not because they're going through stress. I, I was like, they go to therapy like a regular doctor's checkup. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? They, they, it's, they, it's, treat,
1: they yeah. treat therapy like a medical illness. They don't treat it like, like some sort of taboo, you know, that you're not yeah. supposed to go to, you know?
0: they're like uh, my friend a friend of mine um, uh, they, they just went uh, like you know for okay you go you go for your physical checkup right your blood test whatever you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, your weight and whatever not and this and that even that also I'm damn scared to go because you know you know you always th- I'm damn scared to go for doctor's checkup because you always you always think like oh shit if I go for doctor's checkup I'll get bad news if I don't test I will never know <laughs> 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 So, so a friend of mine uh, overseas uh, went for the medical checkup, and they, it's a few stages. Because uh, you know you have your physical, then after that you have your blood test and blah 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 blah. You have to run on a treadmill and stuff like that. Then he told me that uh, oh, I'm going now. I'm going for my mental health checkup. I'm like oh, is there some? Then like for me it's like, I was so scared to ask this question, and he looked at me. Then it's like what? I was like uh, is this? Is, are you going through something? Said like, no, I'm not going through anything. It's just 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 I just want to go and see if I I am going through anything because I don't know. Yeah, you know, and, exactly, you and this like, person, yeah, this you person, know. and this person is not going through anything. It's like he, he, he himself, oh, it's a he, so uh, has not gone through anything. They have never gone through trauma. they through, but he's just like, okay, I'm just going through and just like chit chat, just have a chat, you know. And if the person, if if, the, if there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with me. But if there's something, then you know, at least you detect it, like like you know uh, earlier on. And that's that's um, that's what what we're here to do. We're here to encourage people to to once in a while, if you think you're going through something, you know yeah I know everybody keeps, mm. keeps on saying hey if you're going through something we are here for you you can talk to me but sometimes sometimes you can tell yeah sometimes there are things you can tell your friends
1: there are some things mm. you cannot yes exactly there are and, some uh, things you can tell your just friends just like yeah. whatever you share to your therapist
0: yeah what, so, sorry you're uh, going whatever you share to your therapist you were saying
1: it's all confidential so don't worry about it guys
0: <laughs> yeah and, and, and it's uh, I always believe that whatever you can tell your friends doesn't mean you can tell your parents Whenever you can tell your parents doesn't mean you can tell like you know there's like every, it, it, you're gonna you're gonna hit this this road where there are only certain you will think to yourself oh yeah there's only so much I can tell my parents there's only so much I can tell my friends and then you tell a bit here a bit here a bit here a bit here there's no solution and that's where you're stuck you are you're, you're mm. telling but you're not receiving yeah so yeah yeah. Yeah, Joseph, you know what? I I I think like I think today's conversation, I, I love today's conversation, to be honest. And and and
1: I really hope that I, you learned something. I I don't know whether my experience will help people or not, but you know, I'm just here to, I feel, to share mine. Look, so
0: look, I feel it has. Like for me, listening to you talk and listening to you trying to express what you went through, I I I, I, I wouldn't want to say I understand what you go through, but for me it's like at least now I'm aware. I'm more That's aware. I, I'm more aware. And this is what this is what uh, people need to do. They need to, number one, be, be more aware about their mental well-being. That's number one. And number two, like someone like Maggie will be more aware of someone and realize that, hey, maybe you need help and then be more encouraging. And I think that's amazing. You know, you have an amazing girlfriend. Better marry her soon, huh, basket.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, uh, ever since I went to uh, therapy, mm-hmm. uh, Maggie also went. Uh, because Maggie never had a problem at that time. Right. She didn't know, she she felt okay until yeah. when she went there and then like they started like processing her past and stuff like that. Why is she like this? Why does she feel like a certain way and stuff? Like that? And then she, it made her realize even more what kind of person she is. And that sort of really helped her to understand herself a little bit better. Oh, so wow. if you understand yourself a little better, you tend to love yourself a little bit more, correct? Yes. And Yes, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you understand yourself and stuff, you appreciate all these things that you went through before. But I remember sharing Maggie the first time, and uh, that I had CPTSD, and uh, it it scared Maggie a lot. Okay, you know mm-hmm. because uh, I told her I said the therapist said um, it may get worse before it becomes better. Okay, and uh, I told her I I said look I'm I'm sorry that that you had to go through this and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, if you need if you need space, you want to take a step back in this relationship, you can do it from there. And and one thing that I will always remember is that Maggie said, let's do it. Let's do it together. Oh, you know? wow. we, we went through a lot. Wow. There were times where like, we just want to, we, we moved out from each other. We, we were planning to like, not see each other for a while. Mm-hmm. We wanted to take a break and stuff. like want to break up. There were several times we wanted to break because like we were just so tired, you know, and mostly because of me, because like how I would act whenever i get triggered yeah and that is something that i will always appreciate because she would always give me her space for me to get triggered for me to show jo- the joseph inside basically how i cope and stuff like that, which is like self self-harm and stuff like that from there oh wow yeah yeah
0: wow
1: this is such Super a Super diet man.
0: <laughs> this is this is a really heavy episode but I, I appreciate it. Um Joseph, today's episode has been amazing. I, I just want to say um I am really happy for you. Um and I, I would like to assume that you know you're you you feel you feel much better now. I'm I'm pretty sure. I do. I do. And, and and like I I I feel like uh this goes out to the people listening. Remember that it is okay to go out and seek help. Um, I'm going to put the links all on the episode uh, description. Just go there. I'm just going to Google on my own, okay? There's whatever I'm going to find on Google. But if anybody else has any more to contribute, you can do so by just DMing me like directly and I'll just add to the list in this description. And uh, Joseph, before we end this episode, do you want to say anything to our listeners listening today?
1: Um, It's okay again to not be okay. Yep. If you need to take two steps back, that's fine. But make sure again, you have a great support system to, that understands you because that's really, really important. Yeah. And, um, I'm just very grateful that I have Maggie and my family and friends as well that understand what I had to go through. Yep, yeah, that's
0: all. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure once they all know, they will always be there to support you. Come on, man. I mean, like, what are they yeah, to, yeah, they will always be there to support you. Everybody loves you, your family, your friends. You know, when you're going through something, everybody is 100% of the time. Everybody will always be there for you and always support you along the way. So Joseph, dude, it's uh it's awesome uh, to be having this conversation with you. This mama session. <laughs> thank
1: sessions. you so much for having me, man.
0: Yeah, and you know, to those listening, uh, get in touch with Joseph. You know, he's a Jabrosif. He's got some very uh, NF SW pictures on Instagram, and he has been banned from Instagram before. <laughs> some of his posts. That's hilarious. <laughs> but you know Thank you so much for tuning in On today's show. If you want to, uh, well, stream us, you can do so on. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. Speak to you next time, guys.